to the Roma Press Podcast with John Solano. Andy, it was Roma 3, Atalanta 3. A lot of places we can start with this one. I, Frankly, I, I don't even know where to begin. There's a lot that we can discuss. Um, what did you think? Yeah. <laughs> I think that this Roma team has these mood swings that are worse than the mood swings of a pregnant woman. Um, and it's outstanding to me how a team can perform so, you know, so in such an exciting way, one half, okay, a part of one half. And then the, the, there is no bite mm. in the second half. There is no, there is no thought of, you know, let's go and win this. Let's prove, everybody that we can do this, that we can, you know, put an end to this game right here, right now. There was none of that. And um, yeah, I mean, it's painful to see a a draw like this one because you are up 3-0. But you know what? When they scored that first goal, I knew it was going to end in a draw. I had these, I had these, I had these Cagliari flashbacks. I, I had the Kievo flashback. It was all there, and uh, and it didn't surprise me one bit when they equalized. It was coming. They were the better team. Gasparini was fantastic. Atalanta are a great team to watch, and um, and we sucked. Yeah. Um, so, as someone who who has a wife that is uh, seven, <laughs> right, I will yeah. take a I will take a book from Mourinho, and <laughs> I prefer to stay quiet. Yeah. If I speak, I am in trouble. So I won't expound upon that metaphor that you made. But um, I thought Roma being up three goals to nil was one of the most undeserved three goal leads I've ever seen. Um, I thought even from the first minute on, I thought Roma were on their heels. Uh, Gasparini uh, took Di Francesco over his lap and was just spanking him <laughs> like a young child um, who misbehaved. I thought Gasparini was the difference in this match. I was dumbfounded by Di Francesco. Even after the match, I was dumbfounded by him. And I know it bothers you, but I just got to get this off my chest. I'm sure everybody saw what he said about Clivert on the pitch. Um, I, I, I just can't tell you how much that bothers me because it goes to what you say. Um, you tweeted something about how he talks about Jekko versus how he talks about Sheik. And this goes that, that, that this sort of plays into that narrative, so to speak, what he said about Clivert, how, you know, he's going to tear him a new one essentially after he lost the ball. Um, that really, really got under my skin. I, I just have to say that annoyed me. It, it is, uh, and it, it's again, it's it's just painful. And it was one of the first things he said after the game, and like that was his first thought. That was his first thought after a game where you are up three nil, and then you put Fazio to defend the the draw. I mean, like you know, I I can understand if the team is firing on all cylinders and you're just really out there competing and it's, you know, and it's Atlanta go and, 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 you know, attack us and then we go and attack them. And, you know, it's when it's exciting football, but we are getting dismantled by Atlanta. We didn't get one shot off in the second half. Um, I tweeted out this graphic. Atlanta had 25 touches in Roma's area in the second half. 
Roma had zero touches in Atalanta's area. That to me is astonishing. I don't even know how that's possible. It, I don't know. Even on uh, uh, accident, like even by mistake. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like this Roma sets all these new records. And it for me, it starts from uh from the defensive mindset this team has because I really I um I know I know Marcano had an, another terrible game uh and uh, and you know we we we've seen his record I mean we basically lose every game he plays for us <laughs> but it's impossible it's like it's I I I haven't seen a Roma game this season where I can say you know what this was a great defensive performance they we I I cannot point out to you even against the likes of Virtus Centella a game where I felt safe you know I felt safe on the scoreline I felt like okay now there is no danger of conceding now it's no it's always the same story why because this team has no defensive mental toughness it's like whenever they press us we cannot you know we cannot move forward we have nobody everybody even our veterans are losing the ball left and right and and it's like we're playing right in the, into the opposition's hands they could not string more than three passes in the second half it was it, it was painful i mean it looked like atalanta were in a training session and they were playing uh, keep away or something. I, I mean, Roma were just abysmal the entire second half. And again, I, I think this is one of those matches where it's useless to talk about individuals. But I think in this case, there are a few we have to get to. Um, I've been defending him all season. But Robin Olsen was terrible. He was... Yeah terrible he has to you know i obviously Karsdorp on on the on the goal um you know he's responsible for that he didn't jump totally caught out but i mean come on he, he got a full palm onto that olsen has to has to save that but but i know i know john i know but it's and i i think he had a terrible game but it's it's hard for me to you know to point at as the main, you know, bad guy, the the one guy who has a really tough job of entering the team, goalkeeper is always difficult to, you know, to settle in. And this is what happens when you don't have Superman in the goal. Um, because if you think it's about last season, thing. exactly, I mean, exactly. last, I mean, last season we had Bruno Perez, uh, who was, you know, just doing abysmal work on the defensive end. We uh, we had Juan Jesus. I mean, we. I mean, think about what would that game against Liverpool at Liverpool? What would that game would have looked like without Alisson on goal? Because that's you know this is the difference between a phenomenal goalkeeper and a regular I one. Because agree. I, I, I it's, agree. It's, that's the situation. It's for me. You know, it's. It's just painful to see because I think about it and I really get frustrated because Olsen made mistakes in this game. He made mistakes against Torino, which I thought, you know, he could have easily saved one of the two goals. But it all comes down to the fragility of this team whenever they have to defend. And the thought that we are going to play a Champions League game in less than a month. Terrifying. It, not even. Terrifying. Oh my God. It's, yeah, terrifying. it's terrifying. Um 
I don't. I, again, I've been a staunch defender of Olsen. I think Alisson spoiled us to a degree that we were not used to ever. I mean, think about it. Um, I can't think of a, a, a goalkeeper who was stronger than Alisson during my time as a fan, which is 25 years. I, I, I can't. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. even when Roma won the Scudetto, I mean, come on. They, they, Roma have never, historically, have never had strong goalkeeping. And what we saw last season yeah. was just a fantasy. It was absolutely Once fantasy. in a lifetime. Once, yeah, exactly. it was. It's, I mean, it's easy. Like, remember how ecstatic we were with, with Szczesny's season? I mean, when Szczesny was, was having the season he was having, we were hailing him as the new king of Rome. Right. And looking back at that season, after having experienced Alisson's phenomenal one, you, you start putting things in perspective. You start seeing that Szczesny was a very good goalkeeper, but still not, not on the level of Alisson. And right now we went, you know, two levels down with Olsen. But I just think that it, it's scary to, to, to see a Roma team that cannot handle any team. There is not one team that Roma can't handle, can figure out easily, can, you know, sit back and, and relax because they're 3-0 up. They are not risking anything. No, it's always the same story. And what infuriates me the most is that if you read what Zapata said, I mean, they, they went into the locker room with the mindset, we're winning this. Right. We, we're getting back into this game and we're winning it. And he said when it was 3-1, we knew that we could uh, equalize easily against Roma. And that's all, that's all it takes. I mean, one coach goes into the locker room and says, you know what, guys, we're down 3-1. We can get back into this game. And the other one, I don't know what he does. Um, I'll tell you what he does. He 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 shuts up shop with seventy five minutes left. I can't tell you how much that pissed me off. His substitutions. I mean, they get under my skin at times, and I scratch my head a lot. Um, man, what a what just a terrible signal to send to your team at the eightieth minute. You could ju- he he was not going for it. He was not going for it. He he wanted to sit back and hold on to that draw. And you know what? I you know had had he gone for it and they conceded Roma loss, he still would have come under criticism. I completely understand that, and that you know I, I can understand his mentality of maybe not sure. wanting to 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 risk dropping a point. Completely understood. But my goodness, um, the approach, the substitutions, it just shows you. Now Gasparini, he was terrible at Inter. Absolutely terrible. But it just shows you what a manager like him, who's very dynamic, fresh ideas. Um, he instills a footballing mentality. They have an identity. That's the difference. I I, I couldn't tell you what Di Francesco's identity as a football manager is. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And again, exactly. I mean, he preached his football is preaching that you're you have an attacking mentality. You press up high. You know, you're aggressive. Roma are not that. Roma are not that, and it's uh, and it's 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 just it's the way things are right now. And um, Roma are not, you know. And we're okay. And we're again. This is what bothers me so much. We're gonna face Milan uh, in the Serie A next time around, and we're gonna play against Gattuso, 
and against the, another team that j- they just know how to read us recently. I mean, if you look at Di Francesco's track record against Gattuso, every time we show up against them, they, we get spanked. Um, and it's just because everybody has us figured out. And that's the biggest fault on Di Francesco. I know a lot of people want to, you know, put the blame on other elements around the club. I understand that. But the immediate fault of Di Francesco is that he doesn't know how to switch between games. He doesn't he doesn't adapt to the opponent. He doesn't know how to read games when they when shit hits the fan. It's he just stays the same, closes up shop and hopes for the best. He's the opposite of dynamic. It makes me so annoyed to just watch Gasparini. I mean, they sell players every year. Very important pieces. Cristante. I mean, you could go down the line. Cassier. I mean, year after year after year. But still, Gasparini, he has them playing his football and high-flying in attack. Stout in defense. They'll bring a defender up. And it's just so annoying. I mean, he went for watch. it. He went for it today. Oh, if absolutely. you notice, he took, he took off Mancini. You know, Mancini, he took off yeah, a defender. He, Right. In the 50th minute. I mean, that's a big risk. That's And that's what you call going for it. Uh, you know, and I have I have never seen Roma do that. I mean, I've seen Roma go down. But Roma, once they're down, they stay down. And, and there is never that extra spark that you expect from, you know, a, a team that has all the talent like Roma, um, which is very upsetting. It's very upsetting. And... I got to tell you, when they were up three goals to nil, I mean, I, in my head, I was playing out all these scenarios for the fourth position. Wow, they're going to get the three points here. This is a massive result. Milan drew at home against Napoli. Um, they're going to uh, leapfrog them for the fourth position, and then they can beat them at the Olimpico next weekend. And wow, did that come crashing down fast. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's 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 very curious, the position that they're in. Um this race for fourth, that just seems like um, Jesus. Three, it seems, it's not even like a race for the fourth best. It's like the race for the least idiotic fourth team. Um, I mean, Lazio have been terrible. Milan have been terrible. Roma have been terrible. Uh, Atalanta have been flying recently. They had a really poor start to the so, season. Sampdoria, they, they, you know, they play well. It's There's a lot of teams that can be a threat. And I think that Roma are just taking it too lightly. There is no sense of urgency. There is no, you know, we we, we need this win. And again, I you know, when you read Jekyll's words from uh, the post-game interviews, he says the same thing that you we've heard a million times that, you know, we still can take something from this draw. Obviously, mm. we're disappointed, but, you know, heads, heads high and, you know, we move forward, blah, blah, blah. But there's never in game, you can never actually see that, you know, wanting to prove something. And it's the only one I can point out to recently who had this extra bite was Zaniolo. And why? Because he's one of those that still isn't contaminated with the Roma virus. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And I have to say, too, uh, Di Francesco after the match, it's almost like. he has like this script in his head, like he's an actor and he just says the same shit after dropping a two goal lead. Um, we, our modality is not good. We we're still infected with this, uh, flaw where 
we don't finish our work or finish our, or, or we don't play our football. Like, dude, this has happened four times in a season in the league. <laughs> like, you cannot just continue. Clearly, something you're doing is wrong. I'm just, I'm baffled by the things he says, the things he does. I, but there's nothing you can do. I mean, if they were, if they didn't sack him in December, there's no way they're going to do so now. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it really, it is, but that's, this is, you know, I mean, please someone point, point out to me a team that aspires to be a big club and they're three nil up away in a very tough environment and they go and they let, let the other team get back in it. And it's, I, I I don't know. Someone please find me another team that does this because I mean I, I maybe outside of Tottenham, which is the uh, equivalent of Roma in the Premier League. I I don't know. It's it's just heartbreaking <laughs> to see every time you 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 know you expect nothing and you still get disappointed. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Um, I mean, even tactically today they were terrible. I, I mean, it felt like there was just a golf in the midfield that they ran through. I, I mean it looked like we were down two men in the middle of the pitch. And now they get to face Milan without Cristante, without Nzonzi. Obviously, Derossi coming back is going to be important. But do you put Pellegrini alongside him, Zaniolo in the middle? I, I don't uh, even probably, know do. We're probably going to see Florenzi in the midfield. If... Oh, jeez. Dear God. Well, um, yeah. Whew. Wow. Um I, I don't even know what to discuss because this is <laughs> again. I, I if it hadn't, you know, if they were down like two to one and they snatched a goal at the last minute, I feel like our tone would be completely different. We'd be having a much different conversation. But to just, I mean, they didn't just throw away a three goal lead. I mean, they like set it down, walked away, and let somebody else pick it up. Yeah, it's astonishing. It, it, it is astonishing, but you know it's astonishing. At the same time, I'm laughing at it. Like, yeah, it makes sense. You know, this is the club I'm rooting for. Well, it's uh, it, you know, and I, I, when was the last time we had something like this? Maybe like I think it was like Ranieri's last game. I think it was it was Ranieri's last game where we got you know we were up three 0 and then we equalized uh, <laughs> the, the 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 other team equalized. That was his last game and. I mean that's a long time ago, and and Roma seem to be still in the same spot, doing the same mistakes. And this is not a team that can get out of it. And again, all the bad, bad luck in the world. We it it is a crucial game against Milan. It is a crucial moment in the season. You can still prove something. And you're two men down in the midfield. You have Terossi. Who's who's probably not up to it? Uh, you your wingers are you know aside from uh, El Sharawi, there one is out, the other one is not delivering. No, two are out. It's then Shik. What about Shik? You know, Shik was in a good moment. Oh. You don't put him on. You don't put him on at at around at the seventieth minute when you know shit is really hitting the fan. Uh, um, uh, you're bringing me flashbacks. Cause uh, yeah, when <laughs> I I was just thinking about it, I haven't thought about Adanieri and when he left for a while. But my God, that was Genoa. Remember, they were three goals mm-hmm. to nil, and they yeah. they, they lost four to three. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, my that's... God, 
Um, that's a, that's a long time ago, John. Oh, that's a long time God, ago. Yeah, but um, the thing with Schick really puzzles me. It it really really puzzles me. If you're going to throw on an attacker, why not give him a run out there? Mm. Yeah, I mean, you saw I what mean, last time he did right now. That they, I mean, that's exactly the same situation he was in against Torino. You were in need of a goal. Shit comes on. What do, what do you get? A goal. It's instead he puts on Fazio. Come on. That was um, absurd. Absolutely but on absurd. the good on the good thing, you know, on the good on the bright side, um, uh, Zaniolo delivered a very nice performance as a winger. Zaniolo was fantastic. Um, I was very happy for Jekyll. I thought he did really, really well. Um, yeah. Really, my I, you know, I have no complaints about anybody in the attack today. Mm. I thought even El Shadawi at some points was good. Now his tracking back just pisses me off to to a to a point that just infuriates me. And Pellegrini on that first goal where he he he's he doesn't track back. He's playing with his with his boots or his socks. Yeah, easily I, one of the weakest games. Oh, he was really poor today. Yeah, he, but he was. I thought, really but I thought, today. you know, I thought Nzonzi was good. But the problem is that this team get a team like Atalanta and even a team like Milan under Gattuso, they overrun you. They clog up the midfield and they attack you from all sides. And, you know, when you're playing the formation we are playing, we've been playing this season, where basically Nzonzi and, and Cristante are left alone in the back. Um, again, there is just something wrong. There is there and, and easy, you can see that Karsdorp, Karsdorp has trouble defending, just as like every other fullback at Roma. And um, you you need to do something about it. I, knowing the weaknesses of that backline, maybe switch up something, maybe play with a 3-5-2 something because you're just exposing this team too much. Yeah, I mean, I've maintained all season that Roma should be playing three at the back. I think that helps Fazio. I think that helps your midfield. I, I think that helps in so many areas. But I don't know. The last time they played three at the back was against Milan and they were... Yeah, that handily. was yeah, but again, that was I mean, remember the form that was a form like that formation didn't make sense. He put out like uh, different starters who had never played with each other. Yeah, that was Marcano's, I believe, first start. Yeah, um, first start, yeah. Um and there was, you know, there was Pastore, there was there was Karsdorp. It just didn't make sense. It was a lot of and and that was it. That was the only time we tried. Uh, you know, again, it's like you know that these th- th- this team has a, a, just a terrible, terrible defense. Just wor- maybe work something out to 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 improve it. You know, maybe take off some defensive responsibilities from Kolarov, who you know is is old. He has trouble tracking back. Make mistake makes mistakes when he's tired. Just make things easier for the team. I think so too. I just don't know. I don't know how you fix this. That that's my issue with all of this. I don't think bringing in another defender necessarily changes anything. I I think you could bring in the strongest defender in the yeah. world, yeah. and I still yeah, think that's that the point. Yeah, you're going to have the problems with the manager. You'll have problems tactically. You'll have problems with the approach. You'll have problems with the Roma DNA, with the environment, everything. And I think this is more so a case of you just have to pray that. This doesn't keep happening. I, I mean, beyond that, I don't know what you do. 
I, I really don't. It's for Di Francesco to figure out and for Monchi to help him, obviously, but it's to Di Francesco to just figure out a system that works because this team defensively cannot do anything. And that's the thing that brings it down. You can have as much quality as you, you want in the midfield, in the attack. But if your defense is, is shaking and trembling every time the opponent, no matter what, who it is, no matter if it's Virtus Entella or Juventus, and you're having problems, then something, you know, something is wrong. I agree. So let's wrap it up here. What are you thinking then for next weekend then? I can I mean after this I I I would assume you're extremely pessimistic. Yeah. Yeah, no? again I'm I'm uh, I told you how I feel about facing Milan. Uh, it's it's a team that with the, under Di Francesco we haven't been able to read. That's the problem. And right now this is a moment where you know uh, the toughest team wins and I feel like just Milan and any other team facing Roma they just come in and feel confident. They just know from the start they can get something out of this. I agree. The The only um, positive, I guess, I, I, I wouldn't even necessarily call it, a, call it a positive. I guess hope, I, I guess you could say, is that they had all see will yep. undoubtedly come back into the starting formation. Yep. Yep. And I don't know what it is. I don't know yep. if he has some sort of evidence against all these players that he could leak to their wives or something. I don't know what it is, but when he is on the pitch, they just play incredibly different. And I have no rhyme or reason. I have no, I I, I can't correlate as to why that is. So with him coming into the fold, there's at least in my opinion, some semblance of hope that maybe their heads are, are promptly removed from their asses. Who knows? Because, <laughs> I mean, mm. even when he's on the pitch, even when they're shit housing it, they still manage to grab a result. I mean, against Napoli, they, they were terrible at the San Paolo, but they still managed to get yeah. a draw. Um, Once, yeah, and that was with yeah. Tedossi, and that was obviously the last time he played. And and what about what about against Atalanta at at the at the Olimpico when uh, De Rossi basically yeah. saved us like three different times right on three different counter attacks? Again, it's yeah, it's the little things, you know, it's the little things that this Roma team doesn't do or doesn't have when when the right people are and not it, it, I was, you know available. I found it interesting. I don't know if you saw Jeco. He said, "I don't know if you can say that we have a lack of personality." Um, or character, I, I couldn't disagree more. I mean, I, I think that's the thing they lack the most. Yeah, same. He, he said, he said, he said we're lacking quality. Well, you know, I mean, I, I don't know what that's supposed to mean. I, but you know, I, you don't need quality if you just want to string two, three passes together. You just need a clear I head. I, I just. There, there's no making sense of any of this. If you if you try to make sense of this, you'll mm-hmm. just end up going crazy and you'll make I, – I don't know. You'll start questioning things far bigger beyond any Roma match because it, none of this makes sense. Trying to make sense of it, you'll just drive yourself crazy. So hopefully within the week we can all calm down and maybe digest this a little more because this was – I mean, this was a terrible way to sort of end the weekend. Um, part of me thinks that instead of a match, Roma should just, they should kick everybody in the groin instead of having to force them to watch their match because maybe that would be more welcome. I don't know. All right, well, we'll leave it there. Andy, um, 
we'll we'll talk later in the week but hopefully there's something better next week that we can discuss all right everyone we will leave it there uh we will talk to you ahead of the match against milan have a great rest of your sunday and we will talk to you soon ciao